Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends, guys. Welcome back to our slash entitled people, where people truly believe the world revolves around them. And in today's episode, guys, OP deals with a bratty teenager who ends up stealing her car and dad defends him. Guys, I hope you enjoy the stories today. Don't shake your heads too hard. And as always, you can send or link your post to this email right here. We're diving in. So this took place at my local county fair over a decade ago. I was a junior livestock exhibitor slash officer. This means that I raise an animal to sell at the local county fair. But before the auction, the animals, a pig in my case, live at the fair for a week for showing and such. During the pre-auction week, called market week, we have to be in the barn for specific shifts that we don't choose, to take care of the animals and to interact with the public. Usually, this means answering a few questions about ourselves, our animals, and we often get the occasional Karen, like this lady. So on this day, I just finished the feeding portion of my duties, when enters Karen. She decides that whatever I'm doing is not important, and she proceeds to tell me this. The woman comes up to me and says, excuse me, I have a question. I say to her, sure, what is it? Karen says, my son wants a pig. Are these for sale? I tell her, yes they are, but only at the auction. At this point, I proceed to find an auction info brochure and explain purchasing information. Karen says, oh no, 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 I'm not gonna wait for the auction. My son wants one now. Meanwhile, the kid is screaming, I want this one, this one, pointing furiously at my pig. I tell him, well, that's my pig, but... Karen then interrupts me and says, good, then I can buy it right now. The woman takes $200 out of her wallet and she flips it at me. The money lands into the feed pans into who knows what. The kid then asked his mom, is that my pig now? And Karen says, yep, you go right ahead, get into the pen and pet it. Now at this point, I want to note that she's violating every sign in the barn, as well as putting her son's life at risk and worrying me immensely. So her son gets into the pen and he starts feeding my pig some piece of crap burrito he was holding. And then he starts hitting my pig to make it sit up. At this point, I'm thinking, oh hell no, this is not happening. Of course, my pig finally decided that he's had enough slaps to the face and he starts attacking the kid. I have to physically pick the kid up and put him outside the pen. All the while, Karen's flagged down a member of the barn crew and is trying to get my pig removed from the fairgrounds immediately as she purchased it and she wants it inside her car by the end of the hour. Of course, she notices me picking up her son and this lovely conversation ensues. Karen marches over to me and says, You assaulted my son. I'm gonna have you arrested. Someone call the cops. She put her hands on my son. I tell her, Ma'am, I just saved your son a trip to the hospital, and this is how you're gonna treat me? He was slapping my pig in the face, and he was gonna get hurt. The woman then says, Fine, let's forget I ever tried to buy this pig. We're buying this one instead. Walking to another pig in the pen. I then say to her, ma'am, you need to get the F out of my barn right now or you will leave me no choice but to call security. 
Karen screeches and says, well, do it then. You call the cops and I'll tell them how you attacked me and my son and you're not letting me take my pig home. I just paid for it. So by this time, security's taken notice and starts walking over. I tell them this lady's harassed me, the animals, the barn crew, and that her son has violated state law by getting into the pen and touching my pig, not to mention attacking it. The lady then tries to tell her side of the story of me assaulting her and security won't have it. As they're walking her out, I utter, thank you, come again, and she retorts, I will never be back here. I never picked up that $200 that landed in the feed pen as I never agreed to the sale, and neither did Karen when she got escorted out. In the end, I kept the money and got a nice new iPod. Guys, I love the fact that Opie got to keep the money. And hey, at that point, it's fair game, right? Like, technically, that woman just took out $200 and just tossed it into a feed pan and walked away from it. Honestly, I would just consider that the a-hole tax for her and her son causing so much trouble. So I went to the wedding of a good friend of my significant others last weekend. He's a lovely guy and his bride is amazing. We arrived at the church and we were rather early, but no biggie. I had two small bottles of a fizzy drink mix with me, so we sat outside the church, the weather was brilliant, and we enjoyed the atmosphere. Anyways, I'm a slow drinker with fizzy stuff, because it tends to go to my head really quickly, so I maybe drank half of it when the other guests start to arrive. At first, everything's going great, but suddenly everyone stops talking, like it went silent. I had to ask my significant other what's going on because I'm only 5 foot 1 while he's 6 feet. And he tells me that the groom's mother had showed up in a white lacy gown resembling a wedding dress with a little veil thing in front of her face. Everyone was in shock. Luckily, the bridesmaids and the maid of honor were there before the bride. And I pulled the maid of honor to the side and asked her if this was planned that the mother of the groom was wearing white that resembled a wedding dress. No, it wasn't, of course. The bride and the mother of the groom had picked out a nice silvery dress for her, but being the entitled mother-in-law from hell, she had different plans. So I asked her if she could do something about it, and she had no idea on what she could do. To which I then asked her if she wanted me to do something about it. She answered, yes, please. So at that point, I handed my significant other my purse, gathered all the shininess of my spine available, and start stumbling up to the mother of the groom and her husband, pretending to be quite tipsy already. I greet the father of the groom with slurred speech, who looked severely uncomfortable next to his wife. And then it happened. When I went to greet the mother of the groom, I stumbled, and the leftover content of my little bottle of red fizzy drink just sloshed out of it and landed on her dress. I obviously felt so, so bad. The shock of it sobered me up right away, and I tried to make it better by rubbing the stains with my hanky. Of course, it just made things worse. To sum things up, the ceremony was delayed by 30 minutes because the mother of the groom had to go and change. My significant other had hiccups from laughing so hard. I was congratulated on my aim no less than 12 times that night. The mother of the groom hates me, but who cares? Everyone had a fantastic time. The maid of honor wants to name her firstborn after me and hopes it'll have balls of steel just like me, no matter the gender. The bride and groom almost crushed me while hugging me the next morning at breakfast when they heard of what happened and how I saved their wedding. However, this was for all you poor brides that had to deal with their mother-in-laws wearing white on your wedding day. And goodness, I had fun doing that. Guys, Opie definitely saved the day that day and kudos to her for the quick thinking. 
Like, what in the world was the groom's mother thinking? Like, showing up to wedding in white is already bad enough, but she had a freaking veil on, guys. Some people truly can't stand not being the center of attention. So here's a little background. My husband and I have this board hanging on our wall. It's a list of all the things we want and need, how much it'll cost, how much we saved for it, and when we should be able to have it. It's got things on it like a new fridge, dishwasher, nice knife sets, wishlist items, etc. I even include pictures, model numbers, or other specific descriptions for a lot of these items, and I'm very proud of it. So with that said, my father and his wife come to visit on a semi-regular basis. A little bit about my stepmom is she's spoiled, she's bratty, and she's entitled. Stepmom always makes sure to look at my board, comment on it, and expresses her sadness that we're unable to afford the stuff we want right away, aka that we're poor. Within a week or so, she'll buy one of the exact things on my board for herself. Sometimes it's a smaller item like a coffee maker, and other times it's a larger item like a motorized toy car for her children. Now, her buying these things isn't really what bugs me. What bugs me is that she doesn't even need these items, and how she rubs it in my face that she was able to get it first, before me, because she's got a lot more money than us. And also often saying that I'm copying her when I finally do get the item. It's super annoying and childish. Anyway, I was walking through a local store's Christmas section right after Thanksgiving. I was looking for board ideas, and I happened to stumble upon a giant ugly, super pricey outdoor Christmas decoration set, which gave me an idea. It was definitely not my stepmom style, but I'm thinking, hey, why not try? So when I got home, I put the set on the high priority section on my board, going as far as to erase the money I had pooled for other things to move it to this Christmas monstrosity so we could buy it sooner. I was hoping this trap would be tempting enough for my stepmom, especially if I made the set seem super important. So a couple of days after that, my father and stepmom visit. My stepmom looks at my board and asks about the set, and I gush over it, describing it as the way to make my Christmas dreams come true. I lay it on thick. On Monday, we go to visit my dad at stepmom's request. Of course, she invited us over to show us that she bought and picked up the entire set I wanted. Not knowing to me, it's ugly and over the top. I hate it. It's hilarious, though. She immediately dives into describing why she fell in love with it and how she absolutely had to have it. She was making a huge deal on every little piece and how it was so worth the money. Finally, she concludes her gloat fest by telling me that I really do have great taste and sorry she beat me to it. And that's when I say, oh, I actually don't like the set. I just put it on the board and said I liked it to mess with my husband. He hates over-the-top stuff like this crap. I'm glad you love it though. At that point, if her smile fell any harder, it would have fallen right off her face. The rest of the visit, she was really quiet. She didn't say much. She looked like a kid who got coal for Christmas. My dad kept asking her what was wrong, and he got a lot of I'm fines. And finally, she got a headache and she went to bed early. She now refuses to talk to me, none of her usual texts or calls, and it's the best thing ever. I would also like to add that she put up those decorations on a Facebook cell group right after Christmas. So yeah, definitely the best Christmas ever. 
My goodness, guys, I would have been driven crazy by stepmom. Like, what a childish, not to mention pathetic thing to do. Yeah, so I'm just gonna buy all the things that I don't need, that you want, just to throw it in your face, because I'm rich and you're poor. Yeah, stepmom needs to grow the F up. Some freaking people, I tell ya. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So when I was entry-level a long time ago, my boss made me come in the day after I discovered my dog dead in my room from choking on something it grabbed and swallowed on my desk. There were obvious signs that she panicked before she passed away. I tried to call in a sick day because I had a combination of grief and guilt, but my employer wasn't having it. I was only a few weeks into the job, so I didn't have any sick days, and I was fresh off of unemployment, and I needed the job. I came in visibly sad. I tried to ask if I could go home one more time so I could grieve, and the boss I worked for didn't care, and told me to man up, it's just a dog and to get to work and you'll forget about it. Keep your mind busy. So hearing that, I was like, F it, and I let my feelings take over. I was openly crying and sobbing at my desk while working on my project and answering emails, and this is one of those modern open floor plan offices, with no walls and tiny partitions instead of cubicles, and everyone can see and hear me. I'm literally wiping tears off my face and desk as I work. When asked by my coworkers and people passing by what happened, I told everyone what happened to my dog, and that I didn't even have a chance to take care of her body, so she was lying in my bed dead, wrapped in my blanket until I could get home and figure out her cremation and burial stuff. When they asked why I was even at work, I very loudly stated that my boss did not think it was an acceptable excuse to miss work. Needless to say, she looked like a monster, and I was told by her boss that I would have two days paid to mourn and to take care of my dog, and that I should not have had to come in. I'm glad to hear at least OP's manager's boss had a good head on their shoulders. Like, in that state, how much work can you possibly do, guys? And for OP's boss to just be like, oh, just get to work, it's just a dog. Like, what a monster of a boss. Probably needed to hit deadlines so she could make her bonus or something. Like that, or some people in positions of power really love to make people's lives miserable. Alright, so I'm a 34-year-old doctor, and a part of my job entails being on call for one to three nights a week, twice a month. My fiancé Dale is 30 years old, and he's been saving with stepson's mom to buy their son Rex a car. My stepson Rex is 16 years old. He's got a license, but he has to borrow his mom's station wagon or his dad's beat-up pickup truck. The kid always complains that his mom's car is lame and embarrassing to be seen in, and that dads can only hold one passenger, and it's not practical for a teen. 
So on to the main conflict. Yesterday, Rex texted me around 12 asking if he could borrow my car after school, because him and his friends wanted to go to the mall, but the bus route is too long, and could they borrow my car? I texted back saying, sorry, but no, I'm on call, I need my car, can you ask your mom? He tells me, no. I told him sorry, but my answer is still no, I'm sure you'll find a solution, ask your friends, and you'll all figure it out. If you can see where this is going, you are less shocked than I am. So I was up in my home office when I heard Rex and his friends downstairs after school. I was going to see if they needed anything, but they left after a few minutes. An hour later, I went to the kitchen, cleaning up the empty bottles and wrappers from their snacks that was left all over the table. When I saw the spot where I left my keys empty, and I began to panic. First, I bolted to the door and I looked outside. My car was gone. I immediately dialed my stepson. He picks up and it's obvious that he's in a mall store that plays loud music. I tell him to get his ass home right now. And at that, he laughed and said that I'm not his mom. I can't tell him what to do and he'll be home whenever he pleases. Now I'm not proud of this, but I told him that he has 20 minutes to get home or I'll call the police and report my car stolen. Because that's exactly what he did. He stole my car. Hearing that, Rex panics and says he can't find all his friends and drive home in 20 minutes as they're scattered throughout the mall. I told him, tough, figure out a way to get my car back in 20 minutes or the cops are called. 10 minutes later, I get a text that he's in the mall parking lot and he'll be home soon. I then phone Rex's mom and informs her of the stunt and she was madder than me when I told her that I was on call. She apologized and promised to talk with Rex and Dale as soon as possible. Minutes later, Rex came in, threw my keys at me, and locked himself in his room. Dale finally came home around 8 o'clock and said he's been on the phone with his ex. He demanded to know why I punished his son for borrowing my car. I put my foot down and I explained that I'm on call, which means I need my car. Rex stole my car. At that, Dale disagrees. His ex agrees with me and says that she'll not be buying Rex a car anytime soon due to his entitlement. Dale thinks that I'm making a big deal out of nothing. In his words, I didn't even end up going to work, so why did I have to threaten his son? I've only gone in twice this year while on call. I told him that because nothing happens doesn't mean that I'm always clear. That's what being on call is. Rex is now grounded. My fiancé barely speaks to me, saying I'm being over the top about this, and he has the nerve to ask me if I'll apologize. I'm not budging, and I'm still pissed he doesn't get it. So am I the a-hole? So yeah, Opie is definitely not the a-hole in this situation. It's her car, and she gave nobody permission to use it. And the kid clearly sounds like such a spoiled brat. And at 16 years old, the kid should know better. And I cannot believe, guys, that the dad sided with him and not OP, for goodness sake. Understand your fiancé's career, sir. She's a medical doctor that's on call, and she even popped into the comments saying if she doesn't respond to the calls, then someone might die. So there is an update to this post, guys, and it says, So apparently Dale reads through this subreddit on his work breaks, and he texted me a link to my post during his break. A short time later, I received a call from Rex's mom, who said that Dale called her and ranted about how I made him look stupid online. She told him that she didn't give an F, because he didn't react the way a good parent should. At that, Dale was so furious that he told her he would be calling his mother to talk to someone who actually cared about his feelings. Dale's mother handed his ass back to him good, 
and reiterated to Dale that he was not an active part in his son's life until he was six years old, so he has no leg to stand on. Dale then tried to bitch how everyone was being unfair to him. She shut him up and told him that his son did something wrong, and this is not about punishing him for being a bad father. Dale returned home a little while ago, about an hour earlier than he usually does. He looks defeated, but he was still short with me. He said he was disappointed that I posted, and now everyone who knows will think he's a joke and a bad father. I didn't think this conversation would end up with my ending the engagement and relationship, but it did. The house is all in my name, so Dale is packing up his stuff and crawling back to his mom's house. The wedding wasn't set, so there was no money or time lost there. Dale said so many mean things that I don't even want to write them down. This is not the man who I've known for four years, and honestly, I'm shocked at how selfish and entitled he is. The last thing he said was that my doctor money would have to buy Rex a car to make up for all the hard feelings, and I'm astonished at how delusional he is. All I can say is good freaking riddance, guys. And no offense to Dale, but OP is a medical doctor, and it sounds like she can do so much better than an entitled brat for a husband. Like, I do feel bad for saying that, but the fact that the guy's like, oh, your doctor money's gonna have to buy my son a new car to make up for this is absolutely absurd. And I also love how he tried to call his mom for help and reassurance and got his butt handed to him. Good on OP, the ex-wife, and mama for setting this man straight. So another post reminded me of this experience from my childhood. My dad was a really big sports fan. He was tall and decently athletic. He bought a nice basketball hoop for our driveway. The thing had a fairly particular set of qualities. It was adjustable, full-sized, not built-in, but it was stable enough that you could dunk on it. My dad would always try to relive his glory days by lowering it slightly and showing us that he could dunk. He was a big kid and played basketball with us kids frequently. My dad was off work one morning for some reason and was standing outside. That's when a man drives up to our driveway and told my dad that he would take our basketball hoop off his hands. My dad told him that we were happy with it and tried to get the guy to leave. The guy then goes on about how it's exactly what he'd been searching for. My dad said he was happy to share the brand and model as well as where he bought it. And the guy insisted he wanted ours. My dad said firmly that he was neither giving it away nor selling it, and the guy was indignant and said, I drive by this every day, and I've never seen anyone use it. In addition to my basketball-loving dad, there were five kids in my family, and we were the house that neighborhood kids and school friends hung out at. That hoop saw tons of use for horse and pickup games. My oldest brother went to be a decent high school player, and he was literally practicing on that net every single day that the weather allowed. But because there was never anybody playing on it, when this guy's commute sent him by our house, which based on the time he showed up was mid-morning, he demanded it because clearly we were never using it. We were apparently neglecting the poor, sad basketball hoop. And since we weren't using it 24-7, 365, this dude thought he was entitled to take it off our hands. My dad left the lights on in the driveway for a while to make sure no one stole the hoop. My older brother actually lives there now, and he still has the same one. And he and his three kids still use it every damn day. Now that is some entitlement, guys. You never use it, so just give it to me. You're neglecting it. Like, I wonder how many times that's actually worked for that guy. And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash entitled people. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's stories. I hope you didn't shake your heads too hard. And if you missed the last episode on the channel, it's an r slash I don't work here lady, where a Karen goes on a rampage and threatens to call 911 when nobody serves her. 
It's such a funny story, so go check it out if you haven't. And myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details.